Unmitigated Bounders. Hello there. Welcome to Unmitigated Bounders. I'm Pete. And I'm Fred. You Unmitigated Bounders. And today, Fred, it's a very special episode for you, I believe. One very close to your heart. Yes, it's it's probably my favourite 1970s sex comedy uh, that we're going to talk about today. And it is called The Ups and Downs of a Handyman. And it is actually quite notorious in nature. I can't wait to discuss this more. Well, let's let's start then. So, Ups and Downs of a Handyman was made in 1976, um, directed by John Seeley and starring another sex comedy Barry, Barry Stokes. Um, and there's a whole host of uh, familiar names in the cast as well, which we'll come to later on. Yes, a, 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 bevy, of, a bevy of beauties and a bevy of seasoned veterans. And Bob Todd. Yeah, well, he kind of he straddles both camps, doesn't he? <laughs> he certainly does in this film. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of straddling from Bob Todd. Um, so uh, there's uh, this film has alternative titles. Um, it's been called Confessions of a Handyman, uh, Confessions of an Odd Job Man, and uh, it's I think it's been out on like video in the eighties as the Happy Housewives, which is ironic because for a lot of the film, they're quite unhappy. They are, yeah. Very unhappy women in this film. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so obviously it came out in 76, so it was quite clearly um, produced to cash in on the success of the uh, Confessions films and maybe the the first um, Adventures films. And um, with the intention of becoming a series. And did that nearly happen? Um, well, um it was good. There was going to be a sequel a few years later called um, The Ups and Downs or in some in some places it's called The Ins and Outs of a Soccer Star. You know, I wonder how many variations on 
the confessions of or the adventures of. Well, exactly. how many variations there could have been. Yeah, I think ups and downs is one of my favourites. So, um, so yeah. So anyway, so like later on, it was going to there was talk of doing a sequel, and um, apparently Robin Asquith was approached to star in it. Ah, what could have been? Exactly. I think he turned it down though wisely because it came after the you know in about 1979 so anyway let's get back to the film so the film was produced by a gentleman called kenneth f rowles and right, you know, so, no what what do we know about him well he is quite notorious in the 70s sex comedy film uh genre um so the first thing he did he produced a a 25-minute pilot called Go Girl, Go Girl, which was sort of like a Avengers-type girl action sort of series that was going to be a, a proper series, but it never got commissioned. Um, and then he produced... Well, well, that sounds oh, all right, actually. Yeah, how it's very good. How come they let it go? I mean, what do we know about that? Um, I think it just... Yeah, you know, things get commissioned and piloted and just don't get taken up all the time, I guess. Um, I, think, I think we should pursue that as a, a side project of the podcast, trying to sort of breathe some life back into that concept. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he produced one of the um, most, possibly the most notorious British film of the 1970s called Take an Easy Ride, which was originally produced as a sort of uh, public information film about the dangers of hitchhiking but turned into this kind of weird, horrible um, murder film and lots of horrible things going on in it. Well, I have had the misfortune to see this once, and, <laughs> uh, and, and that was enough. Do you want to give us some headlines from it in terms of some of the unpleasant things that, that happened, if, if it's safe to do so in terms of the context of our... our oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's... It's, there's kind of three sort of uh, threads in it, but the, the main one is these two teenage girls get picked up by this really sleazy guy, and you ever, only ever see the back of his head, and he wears these gloves, and um, basically he kind of picks them up and attempts to sort of murder and rape them. So you like these pop scenes, do you? Yeah, they're fun. Plenty of boys there. Yeah. I bet you like that. Well, it's all right, I suppose. Well, don't tell me you don't like boys. Of course we do. And oh. sort of leaves them for dead, and um, they get taken home. To, and these girls have um, disobeyed their parents, of course, because they wanted to go to a pop concert. <laughs> to, to see and, a pop and they, Yeah, and they get taken home, shamefaced to their parents. And uh, that therein lies the dangers of hitchhiking. What and happens then, to him? Uh, he gets away with it. He, he just disappears. Yeah, and and there's the there's the the real truth of the situation. Yeah, and then, there's a there's a couple of other stories within it as well about um, a woman who gets picked up by a couple of swingers and and whatnot. You know, so so it's that sort of film. They, they pack a lot in because it's only about. 40 minutes long. It is 40 minutes, yeah. It's, it's an amazing uh, film, really. Um, and uh, and, it, and it had a very 48-week uh, run at, at a cinema in London, apparently. Oh, dear. It was very popular. 
Um, and then uh, Kenneth Rowles, he didn't really do that much. He, he produced a film in 1981 on video called The Perils of Mandy, which is kind of a bit of a, a bondage spank film. Um, I guess he was into that sort of thing because there's quite a lot of spanking in the film we're talking about. Well, in our notes, you've described it as a ropey video, and I wasn't sure if that was a, a typo, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, it's very ropey. Um, uh, and then um, Kenneth variously went on to produce documentaries about the Queen and James Herriot, um, and he's now a councillor in Kent. Well, you know, one day you're a window cleaner, the next week you're a pop, uh, pop manager, and the week after that you're running a driving school, and similarly, you know... One day you're banging out, you know, particularly subversive exploitation films, and then you're making documentaries about uh, the Queen, and um, it shouldn't happen to a vet, James Herriot. Exactly. So uh, that's Kenneth F. Rouse, and he was the producer of The Ups and Downs of a Handyman. <laughs> right. So, should we talk about the film? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, what's what? the what's the what's it all about? What's what's the plot? What's the intricate? Uh, you know, shenanigans. So the basic plot is Barry Stokes um, is recently married and um, he's lost his job. So, and then he inherits a cottage in a, a village he's never heard of, which him and his wife decide to move into. And he sets up shop as a handyman because he's got, can't think of anything else to do. So he goes along and puts a little sign in the newsagent window which is what you used to do in the old days. It's quite expensive, though, isn't it? It's, it's 10 pence, which in those days must have been, what, equivalent yeah, of a fiver or something? I 50 mean... quid or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 10p per week, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and from there, the women of the village get very excited at the prospect of this handyman um, because there's a lot of wives in the village who are married to ineffectual, uninterested men. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Oh, this is nice. Oh, the usual, thank you. Very relaxing. That's what I need. Rather a lot of relaxation at the moment. Life's very frustrating. Been keeping fine. Oh, thank you. Good. I see you have a new maid. Yes, the squire found her, actually. She was up for some minor offence or other. So sentenced her to a good spanking. Put her in my custody for good behaviour and said he never wanted to see her up before him again. She's given pretty good service ever since. By the way, I hear you were exhausted our new handyman the other day, Mary. Not me. It's when he went over to the farm the trouble started, wasn't it, Jenny? <laughs> I don't know about that. But I hear you booked him now, Prudence. <sighs> Anyone for another drink? Um, yeah, that, that, that theme we've picked up on again about the, um, the sort of mismatch. I mean, these films wouldn't exist if there weren't you know, um, 60 year old men married to 20 year old goddesses. <laughs> I mean, exactly, yeah. Um, but there's a few couple of bachelors in, in the village as well, um, which we'll come to later. Uh, and so the women all hire the handyman for various jobs they need doing. And he basically comes home knackered every night, and his, his lovely, lovely wife is one, you know have her way with him, but he's he's comes home and he sort of falls asleep. Well, you know, a, a man can only do so much in the course of a day. Well, exactly. Um, but to be fair, just on that note, there is a scene where she presents him with a plate of chops and peas. 
and it's it's that you know unpleasant to look at. I would I would feign sleep to avoid having to eat that as well. <laughs> Well, yeah, but when he feigns sleep, she comes back in with her sort of see-through negligee on. So he missed out on that. Yeah, I'd have probably you know woken from my slumber at, at that <laughs> stage. So he, he gets hired for all these jobs. I mean, does does he get much work done? No, good, good, good God, no. Um, so um, the, the first scene, though, when he's, they're still living in London, is actually probably one of the funniest scenes in the in the film. Um, whereby him and his wife are, have, you know, exercising their conjugal rights. <laughs> and uh, uh, mother-in-law phones up, of course. Yes. And, and uh, the wife obviously takes the call. Um, and while she's talking to mother-in-law, Barry Stokes is um, working his way down her body to her, you know, her intimate lady parts. <laughs> Hello, Mummy. Hello, darling. Is everything all right? Bob sounded so strange. You know what it is, he smokes too much. You must try to get him to give it up. And tell him to take more exercise. He sounded terrible. Oh, don't be silly, Mummy. Bob's as strong as a bull and he's getting plenty of exercise. Good, I'm very glad to hear it. Keep him at it and don't let him slack. Oh, he won't. Not for a while, anyway. What did you want, Mummy? Well, are you coming? Huh? Are you coming shopping? I want to buy you that wedding present. Oh. Ah, well, I... I, I don't know, you see, be, be, because I can't... Um, um, um. Margarita, for goodness sake, it sounds as though you've got it too. What do you mean you can't? Are you telling me that he won't let you? Are you under him already? Mm. I mean, no, but... No, no, Mummy. No, I'm, yes, Mummy, I'm... Please. Yes. And it's worth noting that obviously this is the ups and downs of a handyman, but there's there's quite a lot of downs uh, <laughs> in this film without wishing to spell it out. And we in in loose detail we might come come back to that later on. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's the, the sort of uh, when the mother in law tells him about the cottage and thus setting up the rest of the film. Two, two quick bits to reflect on for me, if that's all right. Yes. I, I, I personally was uncomfortable with how long that scene went on for. <laughs> um, and the fact there was lots of moans and, you know, the obligatory, are you coming, gags and stuff of like course. that. Um, but that, you know, that's yeah, personal, personal taste. Secondly, I think there's that thing seen and it's meant to be grimy suburban London to sort of, uh, you know, contrast when they inherit this really beautiful cottage in the in the countryside. But actually, London looks quite picturesque in those opening scenes. It, it looks quite un, unspoiled. It doesn't look too busy. Not that, not that far away from sort of village-esque itself. No, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's the 70s, so... Things, you know, as we know, things were better in the seventies, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely, they absolutely you know. were. So, anyway, um, where were we? Uh, so, yes, um, and also, so while he's going around being handy, um, he's he's kind of being pursued by the village policeman, played by Chick Murray. Fred, it's half day closing. I'm trying to get away. Why do you always come in here when I'm closed? Well, I can't be seen looking at these. 
These books for obscenity with a public present? No, can I? Oh, no, that's what you always say. Now, come on, Fred. You won't find any obscenity here. Oh, pity. Huh? I'm just doing my duty out of protecting the citizens from moral decline. Look at that prison hussy. Oh, that's a flash I've ever saw one. Disgraceful. Thank goodness we haven't anybody like her in the village. Yes, yes. All right, Fred. That's fine. Now, come on, come on. Out, out, out. Fred. Yes? The book, please, unless you're keeping it for evidence. Oh, I don't want this filth. Yes. Um, the policeman plays more of a part than I'd remembered, because obviously I've re-watched this recently. Have I not seen it for a... I mean, I know you watch it once a week religiously, but um, I'd not seen it for a number of years, and I was amazed, and, and I've got to be honest, at times irritated by how much of that there was going on. Yeah, and every time he appears, they have that sort of music. Sort of music, don't they? Yeah, I don't know if it's meant to be hilarious or, or jovial, but I, it did just get on my, my nerves a little bit, if I'm honest. Yeah, they, they do kind of linger on him, some of, it, of him just pushing his bike around, you know, and sort of looking bemused. I, um, I hope you're not suggesting that they're sort of labour labor jokes to within an inch of the life in this film. <laughs> Good God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just, just a quick word on Chick Murray. I think uh, we might have mentioned this before, but um, yeah, Chick Murray actually made quite a living appearing in these uh, sort of sex comedies. He's in quite a few of them. Yeah. Um... He's in uh, I'm Not Feeling Myself Tonight. Uh, he's in What's Up, Super Doc. You know, he's in, uh, he's in this. Secret to the Salesman. See, yeah, and you know, he, he turns up quite a lot. He made quite a sort of uh, career out of it towards the end. And I mean, I, I don't mean to be unpleasant, but work, work is work, and work was work back then. When you see him doing his, you know, when you look him up doing his thing, that sort of very deadpan Scottish comedy routine, absolutely hilarious, brilliant. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem like a natural fit. For these, he doesn't seem like a natural fit for these kinds of films. Just seems a bit out of place, yeah. in in my humble opinion. He does look kind of awkward in the policeman's outfit as well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, go on, Fred. Sorry. I can say that his his police station is is literally just a house, and he's put a handwritten sign saying "police" at the front of it. That that was <laughs> quite funny to be fair. <laughs> Which. Um, um, which classic coming-of-age film did he appear in in the 1980s? Oh, is it... Um, oh, you yeah, know, the, the Scottish one. Um, uh, I've forgotten the name of it now. Girl. Gregory's Girl. That's it, Gregory's Girl, yeah. That's yeah. kind of like... An, it's almost like an anti-confessions film in a way, isn't it? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you could argue that, yeah. It's, it's like a, a bit of a... I don't know, yeah. a, punky, a punky response. Yeah. Um, so, right, shall we... So, anyway, so... Another interesting thing is when um, the the car gets put in the news agent. There's another new person in town as well who appears. Yes, played by Gay Soper, who was actually married to Barry Stokes at this time, uh, and she sets up shop as a a model, shall uh, we say? Oh, is it a is it a teacher? Like I can't remember what the details of that one. Yeah, it's a kind of teacher model type anyway it's a it's a prostitute basically <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't worked that bit out thank you for that um, uh, because as soon as she puts the site the sign up that some some bloke appears and sort of instantly takes the number down 
And yeah, um, it's a bit of, I mean, just worth noting, she kind of gets equal billing with Barry Stokes in the film, doesn't she? Yeah, and it's interesting her character because she she kind of becomes friends with the Barry Barry Stokes, and um, they they kind of have they kind of work together at the end. Yeah, they the, could you describe them as the midwitch cuckoos in the nest? Yeah, they they kind of both um, finding their way in the village, and they sort of <laughs> they they sort of strike up a sort of uneasy friendship. They should have done a spin-off, like a soap opera spin-off of uh, <laughs> Ups and Downs of Andy Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's her, and obviously Robert Dawning, who runs the news agent, gets you know quite excited when he sees uh, Gay Soper, first of all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to skip ahead, but there is a scene later on where he's taking photos and he's yeah. very authentically sweaty in, in that <laughs> scene. I mean, we can talk about that scene now, yeah, because he, he instantly asks, because he's an amateur photographer, so he gets her up to his room to um, take some photos um, and, you know, in a sort of sweaty, hurried way, sort of gradually gets her to take more and more of her clothes off. And there's a, a running gag, which never, ever gets tiresome, of, of him being the photographer but not not actually being able to operate his machinery yeah, or, yeah. or put, put the camera up. Of course, he's got one of those old-fashioned ones that you sort of put, put your head under a cloth with a massive sort of flash. That <laughs> when it flashes, he comes out with his sort of black face. Like, <laughs> well, Arthur, I'm still not happy. Well, what do you think I should do? <laughs> what do you think? Well, perhaps I should take everything off. That would help. Yes, yes, that that would be it. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hang on, Arthur. You need this to flash with. <laughs> I don't know if those cameras actually existed in real life, but yeah, I mean, I think they definitely moved on by the seventies, yeah. haven't they? But they're, they're great for comedy, though. Yes. Yeah. So yes, um, he. Sorry, go on. Uh, no, you carry carry on. Well, so you know, they, they both put their um, they both put the cards up in the shop, and and her the response she gets is perhaps a bit quicker than his. It takes a little while for um, Bob's business to take off, doesn't it? Yes, but when it does, oh boy, does it take off? Yeah, absolutely. So he um, gets he gets called to the first place to fix a bath. Yeah, it's a bit. There's 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 a lot to unpick in this scene, isn't there? There is. So he he, he turns up on this ridiculous kind of bike he's got with a <laughs> a, a big sort of trough at the front to keep his tools in. <laughs> that that actually looks really really cumbersome and hard to steer and that's why he keeps crashing it i guess yeah um and, and he keeps on you know running over the policeman and crashing into the policeman <laughs> running over his bike etc yeah he, he falls into a, a ditch at least once doesn't he? yeah exactly um and so he turns up at the um this one of the it's a there's a lot of women who live in these sort of big mansions around there yes um so he turns up and a lady called played uh, I don't know what the character's name actually, but she's played by Haley Louise. 
Yes. Um, now, she was famous for a couple of things, wasn't she? Uh, well, <laughs> yes, a couple of things. Um, didn't you have a... Yeah, I'm just looking her up now to see what her name was, actually, in, in the uh, yeah. in, in the film. She is... <laughs> News agent's daughter. Excellent. That's helpful. Ah, um, okay, That's yeah. what she's listed at. Anyway, Helen Louise, is, uh, there's some... Somebody described her as having udders, I think. Is the... Yes. Um, <laughs> no, it was breasts like a cow. Breasts like a, a cow. In a, in a review for, <laughs> for for that film that I've just I, mentioned. I.e. udders, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, as, as a mutual friend of ours sent to me in a message... Um, you know, a review that every girl dreams of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so she answered the door in a sort of very skimpy dress, and she, and she it turns out she's the sort of housekeeper maid. Um, it's it's ambiguous, isn't it? What what you doing yeah. there in the first place? Yeah, and and they do something that strikes me. He, he does this a lot. Um, it's it's kind of quite early in the morning, and he, he just she says, "Do you want to drink?" He goes, "Yeah, I'll have a scotch." So he, he kind of starts <laughs> drinking really early. <laughs> Not like a cup of tea or something. He's like, oh, that's scotch. Yeah, he does that a few times, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I get I get the feeling that maybe that he really was drinking the scotch. I don't know. Maybe. I think he probably had to do sort of yeah. get food, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, so they have a bit of a chit-chat and they say, oh, yeah, um, the mistress is upstairs in the bath. You know, she'll show you the bath. So the bathroom door is entered and he trips on the carpet yeah, and what could possibly happen? But he falls onto the mistress, and they both fall in the bath, and she instantly starts taking her clothes off. I hope you're going to be good. Sorry. Well, I recommended you to Mrs. Wade, who's in the bath upstairs. Oh, that's very kind of you. But uh, well, how, how do you know I'll, I'll be any good? Instinct, experience. You've. Had a lot of handymen then, have you? I beg your pardon. I mean, you have a lot of handymen advertising in in your shop window. No, you're the first. Well, she must be ready now. Right. Have you got your drink with you? Uh, no, love, I left it down there. Well, don't worry, I'll get you a stronger one later. Got the right tool with you? Yeah, everything here. Now, when we get to the bathroom, you pull it out. What? The plug. Then let's see what happens. Hmm. Oh, uh, good morning. This is Wayne, I presume. And yeah, uh, and he instantly, I mean, he doesn't even make any apologies. He instantly just gets down to it with the mistress. And of course, Hayley Louise instantly takes her skirt off and she's got nothing on underneath and and she uh, joins them in the bath. And it's actually quite a... um, eye-opening scene yeah i mean it's f- firstly a bit presumptuous she's not even invited in but she takes it upon herself to join them um and yeah it's it's quite a it's quite a steamy scene there's some i mean extremely as, as, elaborate maneuvers shall we say yeah as these films go it's it's kind of it's not hardcore but it's hardcore for one of these films yeah it's, it's not being played for laughs is it it's being played for no. thrills and yeah um, and you and you see, you know, every, everything. You even see his little, you know, little Barry. <laughs> the, the 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 copy I watched was was of a was quite uh, 
blurry, so you couldn't really see, uh, you know, his uh, his his little chap. Um, was it was it from a video that somebody had paused too often? <laughs> yeah, it was your copy. You know that. Um, so um, yeah, it's it's quite a steamy scene. Let's say there's some elaborate manoeuvres again. Yeah. Coming back to what I said earlier about there's quite a lot of downs in this film. It looks like it might have they might have filmed more, if you know what I mean. I couldn't possibly comment. For, for the European market, it's got that kind of feel to it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure why that's stopped there, in, in all honesty, but, you know, what do I know? Not a lot, really. Um, there's a couple of things, just to point out, Fred, on the on the back of that scene. Uh, Helly Louise, bless her, right towards the end, and I don't know if you spotted this, and I'd read it, you know, I'm not taking credit for this, I'd read it on a on a forum, right at the very end, as they're all sort of, rolling about in the bath she takes a right whack in the back from one of the taps and you see a wince uh, um, so that's one to look out for there's oh. also the, the stray hand isn't there oh tell me more so there is actually uh so obviously there's six hands should be in there in the bath right. a, a seventh hand appears from oh. out, out of sort of from behind the bath and apparently, it's um, it's one of the assistant director's hands or something trying to pull them into position. Yeah, like like they really needed help with that. <laughs> um, so it hasn't become one of these sort of supernatural folklore type scenarios. Like <laughs> no. if you remember, there was that uh, in Three Men and a Baby. Famously, there was a, a ghostly a ghost, apparition yeah. at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll have to look for that hand. I I, I hadn't noticed that one. Yeah. Um, you, you better go back and you know check that scene again. Oh, it's, it's imprinted on my memory, to be honest, <laughs> um, for, for good or for bad. Helly uh, Louise, uh, and again, I'm not taking credit for this, I've nicked it from a forum. Helly uh, Louise, and again, I've, I've nicked this from online, not my work. Helly um, Louise is in an episode of The Sweeney oh. called Golden Boy, and she's in a scene with Anthony Morton, um, who we've previously seen in Confessions of a Driving Instructor in the Italian restaurant. Uh, oh, yeah, I know the guy, yeah. yeah, um, Luigi. Yes. <laughs> and she is wearing the exact same dress that she is wearing in the bath scene in Ups and Downs of a Handyman. Oh, perhaps she only had one dress. <laughs> Presumably. You know, that's what she auditioned in and that's what she uh, filmed in. <laughs> wow, brilliant. So, um, yeah, so that's the um, bath scene, uh, which is probably... Probably the most famous scene in the film, I'd say. Yes, it's definitely the most talked about. Yeah. Um, so then we have um, there's a there's a very funny scene actually. There is a funny Chick Murray scene actually. After what we said, <laughs> when he's he's in the news agents uh, looking through the porn mags. Yes. And uh, he's he's saying he might have to take them away for you know to check for filth. To, to check that they're not breaching uh, obscenity laws. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, and then we have uh, Robert Dorning and the aforementioned uh, photography scene. He, and... he he also turns up in quite a few of these, doesn't he? We've he already, does. I mean, yeah. it speaks volumes that we've already mentioned him at least twice on other episodes. But in this one, not this is the first one he's in where he's actually with sort of naked women, I think, because in the others, he's more of a sort of comic character, isn't he? And more convincingly so, I would suggest. <laughs> um, and uh, Gay Soap is really, really, really attractive lady. 
yeah, I think she. I, I, I can understand. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't. I wasn't around at the time, so I don't know much about her standing then. But I can understand why she's billed as the star because she does have. She really does have genuine star quality. She's like an mm. ultra gorgeous version of um, Angela Schular and uh, Judy Jason, sort of merged in one. Perfect for for these types of films. And um, well, her and Barry were in uh, West End musicals in the seventies. Um, they were quite big in those. They were, bizarrely just before they did this, they were in Godspell. Ah, and you've just reminded me. Um, I've got a theatre program from about nineteen seventy eight, and Barry is uh, one of the supporting performers in it. And you know, in the theatre programs, they always have the little bios. And I was uh, yes. I was disappointed to see there was no mention of the ups and downs of a handicap. <laughs> Wonder why. It's um, curious, isn't it? Now, speaking of them being in musicals, we've neglected to mention something. Um, as with a lot of these films, they have a jaunty theme tune, don't they? They really do. It's one of the jauntiest, I would suggest. Yeah, and this one is actually sung by Barry Stokes. Take me on for a while I'll soon be making you smile What's with all of you people? Won't you give it a try? I'm saying that I've been around People keep putting me down But I've got nothing to lose now I'm still working the town the ups and downs of a handyman Living my life the best I can Up and down all over town I can make you smile, I can make you proud Oh, don't you know There's just one way to go Oh, don't you know Fantastic, uh, fantastic jaunty theme tune. It reminded me of, I don't know, maybe sort of Dave Davies Kinks. Well, um, the, yeah, the, the thing is, though, it, <laughs> considering um, Barry Stokes was in West End musicals, his uh, singing style is, well, shall we say, somewhat eccentric. <laughs> Perhaps he's singing in character, but there's one bit towards the end where he actually just sort of goes. <laughs> now it is available. Well, sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase that. It was there was some kind of release or pressing, whether it's just a promotional thing. There was a single. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. Um, but I think it's pretty rare. Um, you know, obviously, I'm keeping an eye out for it, as you can, as is my want, and as you can imagine. <laughs> Um, the the guy who did the soundtrack and composed the songs, because 
unlike unlike any of these other films, with the exception of maybe Confessions of a Pop Performer and Come Play With Me with Mary Milliken, there's actually four or five songs in this and they all seem to be um, purposely recorded for the film, like the original soundtrack. Yeah, they're, they're, all quite, they're all quite good kind of soft rock kind of 70s numbers, aren't they? Yeah. Um, a guy called Vic Elms and he was in a band and... God, I can't remember the name of the band. It's the surname of the other guy in the band. And they did the song Yellow River. Okay, yeah. Which, um, I, you know, when I heard it, I knew it straight away. Um, and let me just find my notes now. Da, 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 da. Yeah, the band was called Chris, and they had a number one in the UK um, in either the late 60s or very early 70s with Yellow River. Um which has subsequently been covered by R.E.M., Elton John, Chris Rea, and, and many, many others. So the uh, the circle is closing in, really, um, yeah. between Elton John, uh, R.E.M., and 76 Comedies. Uh, <laughs> he also did the music for Space 1999. Oh, okay, well. Quite that was kind of his thing. He's, he's sadly, sadly no longer. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so I think... Um... With these sex comedies, it's only yeah Christopher Neal who also sang the theme tune, but crucially Christopher Neal also wrote the theme tune. Yes, uh, I don't think Stokesy got involved on that one, did he? No. He didn't write it. No, he didn't. So yeah, so that's um, the theme anyway. Um, so the handyman next, he comes comes across, so to speak, uh, <laughs> this uh, dubiously aged topless sunbather he turns out to be a fairly young lass um i assume she's overage <laughs> God, uh, we've only just got started i don't want to get cancelled before we <laughs> um i've not heard that she wasn't you know um so she's just bathing topless and she's he's there to do something in the move some hay about in the hayloft apparently yeah so, so he goes to the hayloft and just moves bales of hay from one end to the other while she just starts dancing and taking her clothes off. Yeah, bit weird. Um, so then they just start running around the hayloft, and the, the mother comes in, of course. You know, and, and like any mother, her natural reaction is to... Uh, join in. Join, join in. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a bizarre scene of them, they keep running up the ladder and just jumping in the hay. Yeah, it's like this strange kind of foreplay, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Chick Murray's on the... Prowl. Um, I think it's a bit of a peeping tom on the choir, isn't he? Yeah, that, that's obviously the gag, and they, they, yeah. they don't they don't necessarily execute it as well as they arguably could have. I would suggest. Yes, um, and so he there's a bit of uh, tiresome comedy nonsense with him and a farmer. Um, and <laughs> he was, uh, a, I think, I've looked him up. He was a seasoned character actor by all accounts. He, he looks that type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and just before we move on, Fred, um, in that scene, Chick Mary speaks to the uh, stable boy. Yes. Who uh, IMDB tells us is John Rowles. Yes, that's Ken Rowles' son. Yes. Who, yeah. I think he's also assistant director. Yeah, and I think that was his only acting role, and it, it shows why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, obviously, they, they, they somehow know the policeman's snooping around, and they wrap they, hurriedly get their clothes on and he 
bursts out in his bike and, of course, runs the policeman over. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the amount of um, incidents involving the policeman and the bike, and we are going to come back to that because you think there's some significance there, don't you? I have a theory about his bike. So, And then the next scene um, is quite a key scene, I think. It's the first meeting of all the wives. They kind of meet up all together and discuss things like yes. the handyman um and they they it turns out they have they live in this strange almost kind of uh, sort of the village has its own kind of laws like away from the rest of the country uh it's kind of run by the squire yeah and and they they they, they, they mention of a, a girl who's has been sentenced to spanking by the squire yeah um, <laughs> who's, who's also the magistrate yes and I think putting two and two together, I think that is the um, the housemaid slash slave um, who's a you know, yes. lady, a, a lady of colour that that hasn't particularly aged very well. I would suggest no, but it's it's this scene that's first got me thinking about and later scenes. There's a weird kind of kind of almost folk horror undercurrent to this film. Yeah, um, it's like. So I'm going to use Wicker Man as an, an analogy here. So in the Wicker Man, are you familiar with the Wicker Man? I am. Yeah. So Sergeant Howie gets drawn to this um, this village. He's like a virgin drawn to this village uh, against his will. And it's like the handyman has been picked to, to sort of come to this village. Yeah. By these kind of witchy type women. They've kind of lured him there to have their way with him. Now, if only Edward Woodward had gone through gone through with it with Britt Eklund, he'd have never got into the pickle that he got in. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, so kind of it's kind of the opposite the, the opposite of Wicker Man, whereby he in this one the handyman is there to service all the women. He kind of gets bored of it in the end. Yeah, um, yeah, because he there's definitely a you're all mad sequence with yeah features in lots of these films yeah um and, and there, there is kind of weird strange horror kind of bits in this bits that are just like mm, that's just a bit weird you know um so, especially the scene that follows this scene we're talking about with uh, where we first meet bob todd <laughs> Well, what have you got planned today, my dear? Oh, I've got the handyman coming round to have a look and to do a few jobs. Well, don't let him keep you gossiping all day long. We know what old Gasper's like. Of course not, my dear. Yes. Well, thank you, my dear. Oh, so sorry, my dear. I'm always doing that. Well, must go and do a bit more hunting. Thank you so much, my Good dear. Good luck. Bye. So... So Bob Todd is, well, yeah, in fact, we'll come back to Bob Todd. Tell us a bit about his character, the squire. So we're introduced to him. He's sitting in the shower with his bowler hat on, of course, naked but for a bowler hat, um, spanking this girl we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what What is there to say on this? Well... <laughs> Once you've seen it, you just cannot unsee it. It's just no. one of the weird, probably the weirdest scene in a 70s sex comedy, I would say. Yeah, and, and he just know, get... it goes on a little bit too long. 
Well, exactly. Um, and he sort of just gets out of the shower, says thank you, and gets on his way. Yeah, and then we see him riding a horse. Well, yeah, this is the the next scene is a little bit sinister as well because it's the the squire's wife um, talking about him. He likes to ride in, into the woods and sort of find girls to spank. And and then she shows her bum with her with sort of spank marks on it. Yeah, uh, it doesn't. You know, in you know when you watch old films and, and new films, to be fair, but in old films and the the. The, the actors hit each other, but you know that they they are pretending and yeah, you know, there doesn't seem to be much of that going on. He seems no. to be really getting into character, go, going a bit method, shall yeah. we say? And then her, the squire's wife and Barry Stokes have this just weird conversation about spanking, and she actually says, "My husband loves spanking girls' bottoms." Yeah, that he sort of finds in the woods. It, oh, it's just it's kind of a bit weird, um, and they all seem to think it's normal. <sighs> Just putting this out there, Fred. Yeah. Do you think at any stage in the making of this film, somebody said, "Can we just can we just have a bit of time out and, and consider <laughs> consider all of this?" I don't think. So, I think maybe that that's maybe that's what it started out of as as a spanking film. Yeah. I mean, and West... Yeah. It's you know we discussed this previously. This is this film is a and I, I don't know whose they were, but this film is a hotbed hotbed of fetishes. Yes, and then, and then there's this next there's this another this is full of weird scenes. So Chick Murray goes home to his buxom wife. Um, she's slightly older. Um, she'll, she'll we'll talk more about her later. Um, and he starts talking about the handyman, and it cuts to this scene of the handyman. Getting, a, getting his end away with the squire's wife and she's while he's sort of describing what the handyman's doing the wife's kind of getting all hot under the collar yeah you know I'm going to have trouble with that new fellow who's moved into Mrs Willett's cottage can't even ride a bike properly a three wheeled one at that bloody dangerous he is oh what makes you say that dear he practically ran me down this morning bashed into a barn and ripped the clothes off poor Mrs Elgin <laughs> He did what? And he knocked on the squire's door, bothering the squire's wife before she even had time to get dressed. Oh, don't be silly, dear. I'm sure he wasn't bothering her. Most likely she has something she wants doing. Well, he wants to be doing something with that bike. A lethal weapon. That's what it is. He'll run into some women with that one day. That's for sure. Parks it anywhere he does. Next time I catch him, I'll slap a ticket on it. Obstructing an entrance, no loading or unloading, I'll get him. Don't be silly, dear. I'm sure she's working him very hard. I'm thinking I want a bit of that. Yeah, but the way the way it's filmed is it's very it's very odd. And when this, when the policeman's wife finally gets to grip with the handyman, I mean, he's 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 barely over the threshold, and she's already kind of unbuttoning. Yeah. Her, she seems to be unbuttoning her blouse for about five minutes. Yeah. Well, while he's uh, setting up the, the the painting and decorating, yeah. Uh, and of course, it all ends with the she she reaches for his uh, 
his flies and the, uh, the paint spills all over her breasts. But but again, I mean, obviously that's comedic, but again, it, it's, it's a little bit ex- more explicit than we're used to in these films in the way that she is. It is, yeah. You know, the way that she's... Uh, there's no way I can put this nicely. Touching herself and then the way she's yep. touching him. It yep. all just feels a, a little, dare I say it, a little bit ill-judged. Oh, I'm sure you have. Uh, could you find something uh, that I can stir the paint with? Oh, yes, I can see something. Where? Do you want me to get it for you? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, then uh, I can get the paint up the ladder, OK? Well, I hope it'll be long enough. What's that? The thing. Uh, to stir the paint with. Oh, don't worry, love. Uh, I'll find something. Oh, no, no. Give me time. I'm still looking. You found it yet, then? Any minute now. I think I found it. Oh, no! Oh, it's just isn't my day, don't they? I'm, I'm really sorry, honest. I suppose now you drag me naked across the ceiling. It's it's just very grubby, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, is that why you look? That's why you love these films, isn't it? But, uh, yeah. Um, so getting back to Bob Todd. Yes. Yeah, I've just had a thought. So he's basically the Christopher Lee character um, of the Ups and Downs and the Handyman. He is. Yeah, he's I mean, the sort of. How good could the Wicker Man have been if Bob well, yeah. Todd had played Lord Summerhill? Because, well, <laughs> that would have been a much better film, of course. I think so. I think yeah. so. Uh, because yeah, because at the yeah. end, he, near the end of the film, he Bob Todd decides that handyman and wife can run the village pub. It's like he just gives them a job running the pub because he like owns the village. Yeah. Remind me how that comes about. Is it is it some kind of reparation to the handyman? Uh, yeah, um, because he, he he finds out about the spanking. I think. Right. I don't know oh. something something to do with spanking and um, gay soper. She, him, and Barry Stokes and gay soper sort of plot together to, because um, because um, the handyman's are arrested, isn't he? on keeping you happy like this if I run the local pub as well. Why don't you give the job to that nice young couple that's just moved here? He's only doing odd jobs about the place, you know. The handyman? Yes. That'll keep him occupied. <laughs> can, can you tell I was, you know, I, I watched this in two sittings and <laughs> I, I, I might have had a drink and so the, 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 my memory of the film towards the end you know, uh, is a bit is a bit weird. So yes, that's totally correct. H- him and Gear Soper get together and conspire and get the better of uh, the the village, uh, the village ladies and the squire, and he gets given the pub to run. Yeah. So, um, so, so there's various other things that happen. There's um, a broken down car that the woman <laughs> wants wants him to fix, and she tries to. Get, get away with him in the back of the car, and of course they end up running over the policeman and his bike. I mean, it's it, that is actually you know visually. I think that's probably one of the the funniest scenes when they 
they're having it off in the car and it's running down the hill and they haven't they haven't seemed to realize they are in free fall <laughs> but it's strange the car sort of takes all the turns and corners perfectly even of course yeah nobody's driving but it's quite quite funny quite impressive sort of stunt work for this type of film so yeah so again the um it runs into uh, the policeman and his spike and what I think about the policeman is here is my theory okay the bike is a symbol of his own impotency ah. because you never see him showing any real affection to his wife and he's always um, on the prowl for sort of uh, sex, cheap sexual thrills and Basically, his bike keeps getting crushed, thrown in rivers and yeah, various uh, states of... And it keeps kind of falling over as well. Very deep, Fred. It is, isn't it? It is, but we... well, I, I think you're onto something and it gives a whole new meaning. To, uh, it's just like riding a bike. Yeah, because, because near the end, uh, in one of the... In the sort of finale, he ends up just throwing his bike into the swimming pool like he's fed up with it. He's just given up. Can we talk about that final scene involving the swimming pool? Um, yeah, what now? It's up to you. <laughs> Let, let's just go through some a bit more before we get to that. Yeah. Um, so the women start to get upset because the handyman's wife has, um, unbeknownst to him, employed the old village handyman to help him out called Gasper. Who's, who's played by the guy who plays young Mr. Grace and I being served. Yeah. And, and, and again, this is not his first uh, rodeo in terms of British sex comedies. He's in another well, one, I think at least another one. Yeah. I mean, he also has a, a good time in uh, I being served. Cause he's always got a sort of dolly birds. On his lap, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he has. Um, so Gasper uh, starts turning up to um, the houses and the women are absolutely outraged by this, uh, which is kind of the beginning of the end for the handyman. <laughs> so what do they do? They, they, um, they, they conspire, don't they? There is. And not before the, the, the policeman has uh, actually spied on the handyman and his, his own wife having having sex in their house. Yeah. I mean, he's just blatantly just creeping around, looking at them through the window, you know. So we can add um, voyeurism to the uh, the list of yes. fetishes that feature in in yeah. this film. So, so the women um, basically, this is how he gets arrested because the women dob him in. They say he's not doing his job properly. <laughs> so that that's the basis of getting arrested. <laughs> Jesus, I'd, I'd have been banged up years ago if that was the case, <laughs> and, and especially for this podcast, they, yeah. they should have put us in the tower. So he's summoned to the village hall, stroke wicker man, if you want. Yeah. You know? Um, so basically, so, but because Gay uh, Soper is the village kind of uh, prostitute now, um, she she knows about all, all the husbands have been going to her. There's a, there's a brief scene of sort of a montage of all the husbands and what they get up to with her. Yes. You know, one's dressed as a sort of Nazi with a whip or something. And... Um, <laughs> Well, she does and have an array of. Um, she she has a full arsenal of. She does, uh, yeah. Bedroom, doesn't she? Like, she does a gun, bullets, yeah. a truncheon. Um, yeah, and there's there's a brief shot of a, the village butcher whipping her with a string of sausages. 
Yeah, I mean, there's just no words, really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's the basis of why she, they, they can't do anything with the handyman, because she she threatens to tell on the, the husbands, basically. Do you think there's a bit of social commentary going on that Gay Soap or the village prostitute is by far the most sort of... Sympathetic. Virtuous. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Person. Yeah. Um, possibly. Whether they've thought that when they wrote it, I oh, don't I'm know. Sure, I'm sure they did. I'm sure it's on purpose. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so but the squire, Bob Todd, um, who is... Um, we last we see you know, spanking gay soper, of course, while she's dressed as a schoolgirl sucking a lollipop. <laughs> Making this sound pretty bad, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fully on board. Um, and so the women uh, scheme to get the handyman one more time. So they they by this time he's he's him and his wife are installed in the pub. And they they get him to deliver some bottles of wine or beer or something. Yes. And so he turns up, and they're all all the village women are waiting for him. And then we have this amazing chase scene. Do we think, Fred, that the women, you know, they've, they've lured Bob? I keep calling him Bob. He's called Bob, isn't he? He's called Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The yeah, handyman. The handyman. It's a very sort of. Uh, you know, manual labour name, isn't it, Bob? Yeah. Um, so they've lured them to, to the house. Do they intend to shag him? Shag him to death or kill him? Which is it? I think, I think yeah, I think kill him by shagging him to death is what I can think because they're, <laughs> they're absolutely <laughs> berserk by this point. <laughs> they are fancy. So they, they um, kind of rip his shirt off and he starts running away and there's this scene of they're all chasing through the woods and various of them just shed their clothes as they go along um so I, got... I i found it quite um what's the word when your head spins i think of the word sorry i interrupted you you go on <laughs> um uh, i think we forgot to mention that valerie leon's in this film as well didn't we yeah i was I was going to get her in a second because she's She's in it, and I would imagine that perhaps other than Gay Soper, I would imagine that she's the the biggest biggest name, yeah, female name in this, or, or the biggest name generally, actually. Yeah, but she um, doesn't. Uh, whereby Gay Soper doesn't mind showing everything. Valerie Leon stays behind the sort of um, negligee. Yeah, but then but then doesn't really have much of a role at no, all, other no. than being pissed off when. Um, old young Mr Grace turns up yeah I mean there's and Gay Soper does show everything quite a lot in this film and, and it, it you do see a lot of full frontal in this film more so than any other 70s sex comedy I'd say yeah and you see quite a lot yeah a lot of front bottoms that you don't usually see yeah um, but yeah Valerie Leon I, I'm just puzzled as to because it would have been perfectly legitimate for her to have a role in this but whereby she didn't, you know, get fully involved, shall we say? Yeah. So, for example, you've got Elaine Page in um, yeah, Adventures so of a Plumber's Myth. Away, away from the main action, yeah. But she, yeah. she does get involved in the chase and stuff. And but it's, it's a, a curious sort of uh, not a curious casting because obviously you, you you would have snapped a hand off if she was available. But it's just a curious role for somebody who surely by this point was quite high profile, you know, in terms of. 
in that sort of world, yeah. Well, yeah, but even then, sort of Bond, Carry Ons. Yeah, horror yeah, She films. might not have done Bond by that point, actually, but um, she was in the uh, the Aftershave adverts. Yes, the High Karate, yeah. I'm sure when she did Hammer and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, just a bit of a weird one, but it probably just comes back to, you know, we all, we've all got bills to pay and we've all got mortgages and stuff like that, so... Well, exactly. Uh, so there's this chase and... So they're chasing him and he's running up trees and basically all his clothes start falling off. Um, and then it's intercut with there's the, the squire running around on his horse trying to spank girls. And the, the, the chick Murray just keeps falling in the swimming pool for some reason. That, that's um, his role in the chase. Yeah. He's sort of endlessly falling in the swimming pool. And it's ironic that for most of the film, it was obviously, I, I'm assuming it was filmed in one of those legendary hot summers in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. um, so for most of the film, the skies are blue, the sun is blazing. But for this scene where they all have to end up in the uh, the swimming pool, it, it it looks quite cold. It does, yeah. And when they do end up in the swimming pool, it's like, um, it looks like having quite a lot of fun because uh, you can definitely see Bob Stokes, uh, Bob Stokes, um, <laughs> Barry Stokes laughing. He's, he's definitely laughing. Um, and a lot of the girls are laughing as well. Um well, that, that was just the, the sort of complicated nature of Bob, the handyman's relationship <laughs> yeah. with the local women. Yeah. So he, he ends up, the, the scene ends with an absolutely spectacular naked jump over the tennis nets from Stokesy. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't afraid. You, you see a you know, full full front, it was all swinging around there. Yeah. In, in you know, all six yeah. foot five of them. Yeah. So, of course, he runs past this, runs into this tennis court and there's two scantily clad women playing tennis there of course I mean where are all the men it's not as if there'd been a war you know no. where, where are all the men in this village well they're all just skulking away um, doing their sort of weird uh, <laughs> photography and photography and dressing as Nazis and <laughs> whipping girls with sausages you know that's I once the, lived in a village and it was a bit like that to be honest <laughs> Yeah, the women are definitely in control in this village. Yeah. Although they never, it never gets to um, the wife. She's kind of kept away. She doesn't, never knows anything about any of this. The absolutely gorgeous Penny Meredith. Yeah, exactly. And you do see quite a lot of her as well. Yeah. And she features in at least one of our other favourite films. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, it's weird that she, she never finds out about any of this, like, You'd think she'd know about this chase, you know, happening or something. Yeah, she's think... she's well sort of protected, isn't she? Somehow. She is, yeah. Um so, so what happens between the chase and the word I was looking for was dizzy. It made me quite dizzy, especially uh Chick Berry falling into the pool repeatedly. Um yeah. d- dizzy with comedy. Not less, you know. I wasn't dizzy with laughter, um, <laughs> you know, dizzy in a nauseous way, perhaps. Um, but yeah, but but again, you know, we've talked about, and I'm not even being tongue in cheek when I talked about the the stunt earlier. But you've got the scene where Bob scuttles up the tree, and then perfect timing, Bob Todd on his horse comes past. It's quite sort of some of those sort of set pieces are done quite well, I think. They are, yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it, the chase, I think the chase is brilliant. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's a it's a very very 
well-filmed comedy scene. Uh, so anyway, so the chase sort of sort of ends really, and um, they just him and the wife end up running the pub. Yeah, because he, he 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 runs into the pub naked, doesn't he? When a when a mother-in-law's mother yes, uh, yeah. yeah, and it's all very awkward. But could you say it was a happy ending? I guess so. I guess they settle down to the village life, and I guess he'll become. I don't know, maybe they'll get their claws into the wife, you know. She'll become one of the like sort of Stepford wives, almost, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, you do wonder what, what does happen afterwards. Um, well, there should have been it, they should have done a maybe a, a, a follow up book, yes, continuing yeah. the adventures, <laughs> all, all the ups and downs, yeah. Um, but I guess we don't need to worry about that, really. It's, it's no, it's has an ending, been? so yeah, you know. I'm saying again, it's, it's not a long film, about an hour and a half. But a lot happens. It does, yes. I mean, there's a there's a lot of um, it's a sex comedy, and there's a lot of sex in it, which is what you want, really. It's just, pity, just... pity about the absence of comedy. But... <laughs> yeah, it's just not enough comedy. That's what I mean. I'm saying it's it's almost it could almost be like a you know a sort of folk horror film. You know, it, it's it's got that weird sort of feel about it. Yeah, and the the sort of soundtrack, the 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 sleepy village, and it does look gorgeous. The sleepy village, the sort of quite easy listening but slightly folky Americana yeah. soundtrack definitely adds to that. And the, and there's this it's a normal village on the surface, but underneath there's all sorts of sleazy, sexy things, sex things going on. Is it the only you know of all these films? Is it the only one set in a village? Because they're all quite sort of yeah. urban, aren't they? Really, I think so. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um. So that. Was the ups and downs of a handyman, and what do we think people thought of it? Well, there's a couple of reviews, isn't there? I, I mean, I imagine it was a big, big critical success. Of, well, the Radio Times, another cheap and cheerful sex comedy in the vein of Timothy Lee's naughty bestsellers. Barry Stokes brings a certain cheeky Tom to the title role, while gay soapers Sue Lloyd and Valerie Leon find plenty for him to do around the house. Ooh. What little comedy there is <laughs> comes from Benny Hill stalwart Bob Todd as the local magistrate and Chick Murray as a harassed Bobby. Derek's latest script is one long smutty gag, while John Seeley's direction is perfunctory at best. So it's, it's, it's a lukewarm review, I would suggest. Yeah. Uh, um, I've got another one here from maybe Film Review magazine. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it really summarizes the film in quite a lot of, uh, you know, a full page. But then the final paragraph says The ups and downs of a handyman is a sex romp which is simply too funny for anyone to take an exception to its broad humor. The story is played for laughs from beginning to end, and there's neither crudity nor violence, just good body fun. I mean, have they watched the same film as us? <laughs> well, this other review here. Um... If there are any ups to be had watching this repressive, sniggeringly unfunny softcore farce, then they must have been brought along by the spectator. And in that case, the film has all the downs necessary to annihilate them ten times over, incident incidentally making it an extremely effective form of birth control. <laughs> so we've 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 kind of had a we've had a very keen review, a lukewarm review, and then somebody who really really didn't like it. 
<laughs> but the, this reviewer does actually point out that there is actually a, a, a film reference. Apparently, Gay Soper is singing uh, snatches of an aria from, from Citizen Kane when she's in the bath. Yeah. Um, that's quite a highbrow sort of inclusion, isn't it? And um, I don't know if it's on the actual film credits, but on IMDb, um, Bernard Herman, um, who did obviously Citizen Kane and the, the Psycho theme, yeah. he, he gets a credit on uh, IMDb on oh, the, be- up, the ups and downs of the handyman. <laughs> because of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not sure he'd want the credit, if I'm really honest. <laughs> so that so that's the review. I mean, I it did. It did well at the box office um and then was just as with all these films just got forgotten until the sort of as we know in the in the 90s there started to be rumblings of a revival of this kind of genre of film of interest in this sort of film anyway what kind of idiots are into these films i know (laughs) (laughs) i think it, it seems to have been quite um sort of widely released um on video Sort of yes, there's, there's, poor, poor man abroad. Yeah, there's lots of releases in the 80s. Um, it came out in the 90s, um, and apparently the, the bath scene was cut from the 90s reissue. Ah, it, it is a bit fruity, but it is. Know, but should... there's lots of other stuff in the film that you know went unchecked. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's been it's come out on DVD, so it, it's 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 quite easy to see. Um, and as I said, I I think. For me, it's it's. You know, I, I think it's the best of the seventy sex comedies. Confessions aside, wow, that's I've a big got, statement. You've already upset people with your carry on Emmanuel is the best carry on of the seventies yeah. statement. But I I just like that. I, I think because it's so. It, it is definitely the filthiest of them. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. There's and as I say, I do like that that weird undercurrent of the, the the weird village and the goings on in the village I, I i do like that yeah i think i think that sort of summary that you've come up with that it's kind of essentially the closest a british sex comedy came to um for horror i think that's a, a fair a fair summary a fair analysis yeah because there's, there's a lot quite a lot of horrific things in this film in more ways than one <laughs> I, I'm, I'm certainly going to be accessing treatment uh, following scene shall we have a chat about a couple, a couple of the performances yeah yeah sure you start so well you know Barry Stokes Stokesy Stokesy yeah buzzer um, which I'm sure he loves um, you know if you think about our leading men of the genre Robin Asquith Barry Evans, Christopher Neal, Brendan Price. Um, and I was trying to think of a funny way of kind of saying, well, if um if you know if Asquith is is Harrods, Barry Evans is Marks and Spencer's, uh Stokes is uh, you know, pound stretcher or something. <laughs> I mean, no, that's 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 harsh. But I do think it's just I maybe Will think... maybe Wilco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fairer. That's fairer. Um, you know, again, it's not really fair to compare in a way, but they are, it is a rip off of these films, so maybe it is. Um, you know, Robin as Timmy Lee plays it cheeky and clumsy and you know, um, to, to great effect, as we know. Yeah, Barry Evans in Taxi Driver plays it sort of cocky and a bit sleazy. And 
you know, it, it might leave a slight nasty taste in the mouth at times, but otherwise it's it's quite effective. This is kind of neither here nor there. He's just slightly slightly put upon. He doesn't seem particularly charming in any way. No, he, know, uh, he knows what he's doing, though, with the women, doesn't he? And that's kind of it. But yeah. you're right, he does know what he's doing. I mean, it's, it's yeah. quite an enthusiastic performance, I would suggest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, 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 Barry Stokes does turn up in another sex comedy, though. Um a very different performance. Um, so he's not he's not playing to type. He's in um, Spaced Out, yeah, aka Out of Touch, directed by Norman J. Warren. Yes, uh, and he's also in a norm- couple of the Norman J. Warren horror films as well. Yeah, maybe you know you you might disagree, but I don't. I, I suspect we didn't see the best of him as an actor in this film. No, because in Spaced Out, he's he's. Had to say acting more. He's playing a, a sort of nerdy character with glasses. He's, he's you know, right. He's in this one. He seems to, he's just kind of more playing himself. Yeah, bit of a sort of Barry Evans light type role. Yeah, and he looks a little bit like Buzzer Evans as well. Yeah. To be fair. So, um... and so, and apparently, what I've heard, um, so he, he's went off, disappeared off the radar. I think he was ill. Um, but when a book came out about. Norman J. Warren recently, they they tracked him down and interviewed him. Um, and apparently he lives in Canada. Right. Um, and he doesn't really do social media or anything like that. He, he has no idea that people are still talking about this film. Wow. Was that wishful thinking, do you think, on his part, that people weren't? <laughs> I just think he just didn't even... He'd probably forgotten about the film, to be honest. I suppose once you've walked away from like that world of yeah. just acting, you know, you leave it behind. Yeah, and if you if you don't, yeah, you know, Robin Asquith's big on social media, so he talks about his films all the time. But if you don't do any of that, then you just forget about them, I suppose. Yeah, it'd be good if he uh, fetched up on Twitter or something like that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and of course, so he was married to Gay Soper. Yeah, I, uh, I. As I said earlier, I think she's got a bit of star quality, a lot of star quality. She has, yeah. I think she, I think it's a, I think it's a really, yeah, just a, just a very solid, quite warm turn. I know that's yeah. not staffed, but um, she's really got something about her. Yeah. And you know what her next role was after this film? I think I do, but go on. She uh, narrated the popular preschool television program, The Flumps. So, I wonder. I wonder when she went to the interview for that job, if they'd ask what her last job was. And yeah, I imagine it fell off the CV <laughs> almost immediately. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but she should be. She should be proud of her of her role in this. I think she's one of the probably the standout things about this film. Actually, she is definitely. Yeah. Um, of course, we've we've talked about Bob Todd. You know, he was he was in a lot of these films as well. Yeah, God, I mean, he, I, we might have to do a tally at some point. But he must have been in. He must be one of the most, you know, the people who's in most of these films. Definitely, yeah, he's very more prolific. Than anyone. Yeah. So, is it worth taking a moment to reflect on some of the female performers? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Who we got? So, well, we've got Penny Meredith who plays Bob's wife. Yeah. Um, ultra gorgeous, I think we've got to admit. Um, she plays a, 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 a frustrated 
housewife, somewhat unlikely, I would suggest, in uh, Confessions from a Holiday Camp. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, some really fantastic scenes with her, Robin. I think she's, I think she's pretty good in it. It's a little bit of a shame that she gets to play the slightly sort of boring role in this. Yeah, she does. Uh, she doesn't really has nothing to do, really. No, um, except just show off her body. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you turned up. I'll put it that way. But um, <laughs> and then we've got. Um, I mean, like I said, probably her best scene was that scene right at the beginning when she's on the phone to her mother-in-law. Yes. So I think you, you know, your Wickham Man thesis is is bang on. I think you've, I think you've really made a case for this being a a, a decent sex comedy folk horror crossover. Um, I don't have any such similar sort of stunning analysis. <laughs> but a takeaway for me, as I said earlier, is somebody in this film was really uh, t- taking care of some of their fetishes. And I think it's fair to say there's a lot of big-breasted ladies in yeah. the film. There's at least three bath scenes, four if you include the swimming pool scene, Um and then there's a suggested other people keep getting in the bath in this film. There is a lot of bath action, yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, um, I, I think uh, what else, what we can also say is that I think they got away with the absolute extreme they could get away with. That, that that's the absolute most they could have got away with. Yeah, and I'm surprised they did get away with a lot of it, to be honest. Well, when you read about the the hoops that. Like for example, the carry ons had to jump through with, with the censors really, in my opinion, really overstepping the mark in terms of opinion and you know saying this is not what people want from the carry on films. Cut it out. Well, that's not really their sort of creative no. decision to make, is it? So when you see the hoops that they had to jump through, um, yeah, this is pretty pretty hard stuff. I wonder if maybe Ken Rouse maybe you know slipped him a fiver or something to pass it. <laughs> He is still alive, so you know you he might is. end up you might end up in the dock. There, <laughs> there's consequences to these things, yeah. um, and there is lots of oral sex. And what I won't you know bang on about it too too long, um, and obviously there's lots of spanking, and there's quite a lot of voyeurism going on. So it's yeah, you're right. It's it's they packed a lot in both storyline wise and you know kink wise. Exactly, but you know it's it's a Good little film, and if you're an aficionado of this genre, you definitely need to see this one. I would say. I think so. I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, undressing the ups and downs of a handyman. The ins and outs of the ups and downs of a handyman. That that should be your next your next film. <laughs> it could be. Now you've got a thing there. I'm still working the town The ups and downs of a handyman Living my life the best I can Up and down all over town I can make you smile, I can make you frown
emotional You know you want to go Wouldn't you like to be me Look me over and see Look at all of your faces Crying with jealousy I can make you feel good I can make you feel bad There ain't no good in trying Giving back what I've had the ups and downs of a handyman Living my life the best I can Up and down all over town I can make you smile, I can make you frown